0: All good right, let's get going. So today's daf is daf nun Hai. All right, page 55, and we pick up from the very bottom line on okay? uh, nun daler amadez. Okay? 54 B on daler amadez, where we pick up from, is where we pick up from. And I would like to give a very short introduction to this gemara. This daf, the way I'm going to assume it's going to work for us. There's an assumption. We never know if we'll get paused with some further questions. But I'm going to assume that the first third of an amud is going to take us a little bit of time. Okay? Because it's a lot of understanding the psukim and the back and forth in the Gemara. Once we get past the first third of the amud, there is a Brisa... Um, that kind of shifts gears, and then we get into some numbers with a very short ahmad base and we're going to stop in the middle of Ahmed Bay's Tomorrow's Daf Ahmed Aleph is just a few lines, and the Sugya starts in the beginning of today's Daf on uh, on Amud um, The Sugya is the Sugya we're familiar with it. Uh, getting again going into tomorrow. Tomorrow's Sugya is going to be Yesh Braira Arain Breira. Arayn breira. Whether when you have things that are combined, whether you can say retroactively that really it's separated, that's going to be the focus of tomorrow's daf. It's a very short daf tomorrow. That suge begins on Bay. So um, the, our, most of Aleph is going to discuss the process of how to sprinkle the blood. Again, there's going to be the blood of the bull. The kaingodol is going to sprinkle the blood of the bull. Going to sprinkle the blood of the goat. Okay, the the goat We're going to discuss um, how the sprinkling was done and what the sprinkling was done onto in the kaidah Again, there was no mizbeach in the kaidah shakedoshim. Okay, so we have the sprinkling of blood. What exactly was it sprinkled onto? All right. So by way of introduction to the first third of our amud, and really it's really you know it, we'll call it the whole amud aleph because. Uh, it's worthwhile reading through two psukim in the Torah that are going to be the focus. Now, the psukim in the Torah are as follows: This could be found in Vayikra, Perek Tezayin, Posuk, Yud Dalid, and Tezvab. So, if you have a chumash with you, that's fine. Um, anybody who's got an art scroll or other, you know, um, the, or uh, any t- any other new print Gemara, it'll, these psukim are inside the art scroll. Um, Gemara as well on the side in the Torah or HaSholem and we're going to learn through these two psukim together again. It's by Yikra, Perek, lost the place. I'm sorry, Tezayan, Posuk, yeah, Perek Tezayan, Posuk Yudalid, and Tezvav. Okay, so chapter 16, Pesuk 14 and 15. Let's read this together before we start the Gemara. Very important. Okay, so again. Perak Tezayin, and Tezva. Zok the tir. What does it say in the Pasek? This is very important introduction. The more time we spend on this, the faster the Ombuds is going to go. The Lokach Midam Hapar. The Kohen Gadol takes the blood of the bull. The Hiza Be'etzba'i. He sprinkles the blood of the bull with his finger al ha Where does he sprinkle it onto the face of the kapirus, the face of the covering of the arum? Now, the covering of the arum was this big, was this fancy schmancy uh, thing, you know? To sprinkle it with blood, what does it mean that he sprinkled it al ha Okay, but that's what it says in the pesach. He sprinkled the blood where? Al on Pene the face of the covering of the Aura. Kedma, eastward. Vilifne And in front of the Kapyras, Yazesh He sprinkled seven times. Now, I want to share something that is important to note. It says, when it says Al Pene, it's referring to the Upwards motion of sprinkling. When it says vilafnei, and in front of al on is upwards, vilafnei means downwards. So you sprinkled in an upwards motion alpne kapyras, and in front of the kapyras, he sprinkled seven times from the blood with his finger. So in the first pasuk, again, paraktezay and what do we see from this pasuk? The kayangadol takes the blood of the bull and, and he takes his finger and he sprinkles it upwards, doesn't say how many times, and then he sprinkles it downward seven times. Concerning what? The bull blood. Okay? That's Pasuk Aleph. Let's look, that's Pasuk number one, I'm sorry. The next pasuk, parak and pasuk tezavav, reads as follows: V'shochad asorachat asherlam, and then he shechted the goat, the havi as damai, and he brought the blood el mi beis la to the house of the parayches. Okay, there's the kodesh akadoshim. For also as damai, and he did the blood of the goat ka asher the same thing that he did to the blood of the bull. And even though it says he did the same way, it's going to tell us what he did. The person can just stop. You do the goat like you did the bull, but it doesn't. Rather, it says, you do the goat, same as the bull, and what what did you do? And he sprinkled it, which seems to imply, once, upwards towards the capiris, and downwards. But it doesn't say how many times he sprinkled downwards. Other than telling us that the goat is the same as the bull. But in the Pesach of the goat, notice, in the Pesach of the bull, it says you sprinkle upward. It doesn't give an amount. And it says you sprinkle downward. It says seven times. That's the bull. By the goat, it says he sprinkled upwards once. And he sprinkled downwards, and it doesn't give an amount. So by the bull... It doesn't give an amount of the up, but it gives an amount of the down. By the goat, it gives an amount of the up once, and it doesn't give the amount of the down. Okay? So, with that, uh, with, with these psukim and some of these ha'aras, some of these things that we're pointing out, let's start reading. Zak, the Gemara on the bottom of Nundalid amud Beis. Not unless Mimi, Sheh, Meirim, Shamamaris, by Bechul. He takes the blood from the coin that was stirring it so that it wouldn't congeal. My, and he sprinkled the kamatzlif. What does matzlif mean? So when we read this earlier, I just translated very vaguely as he sprinkled it with power. Okay, now what, what ultimately is a matzlif? So Machvi Rabbi Yehuda Rebbe showed us, and he said it means top of today's daf kim nagdona, like a person who whips. Now when they would give malchus, when they would whip. So they would whip, starting from higher up on the back, and then slowly move down on the back. So he pointed out that the sprinkling was done from higher up to lower down, like kind of like in a in a uh, line from top to bottom. of we learned in the When he sprinkles, he doesn't sprinkle on top of the kaporas mamish. You don't sprinkle the the the, the cover itself. You sprinkle on the side of it, right next to it, opposite the thickness. Interestingly, says the Gemara, you want to know how he positions his hand. So when he sprinkles upwards, he turns his hand downwards. Okay, so he holds his hand downwards like this, with his palm facing up, and then he flicked it upwards. That's how you do the upward sprinkling. When you do the downward sprinkling, you turn your hand over, and he inflicted in the downwards motion, the other the where do we know this from? Where do we know all these halachas from? says the Gemara. Here we go. Now we're gonna get into the Psukim that we dwelled upon earlier. says says in the This is talking about the Sa'ir, the second Pasuk. Okay, he sprinkles on the Kapiris. Now on the kapiris, it's talking about the upwards motion. And in front we said means the downwards motion. Okay? Now it told us you sprinkle up once. How many times you sprinkle uh, in a downwards motion, it doesn't say why the gamar mi mata Because we already said in the postric the same as the bull. So if the bull it told us you do seven times down, we know the goat also does seven times down. Lama lama namar. So why taka do we, uh, do we say vilifne by the goat at all? All you got to tell me, stam, is that it's like the bull. You don't have to mention vilafne at all. Bakush say al Lipne. al To compare the word, to, to make a heckish of al to, to l'fnei, ma'lifnei, the lav uh, al, just like l'fnei like means when you did it downwards, it did not land, the blood did not end up on top of the uran, to Even when you're doing the upwards motion, it's not supposed to land on top of the arm. Says the Gemara, how do you know to make a drasha that way? Maybe say Adarav. maybe say the opposite. the Maybe the Pasuk shouldn't say about the upwards motion by the bull because it's not needed. All right, beautiful. Says the Gemara, one second, Adarav. maybe we should say Punkt Faket, maybe we say the opposite. Maybe the Pasuk shouldn't have said the word al by the by the par, because it's not needed, why wouldn't it need if that's the first pasuk, why wouldn't we need to talk the why wouldn't we need to learn out that the the word al from by, by par why shouldn't I list it? The gum army malad the sayer because I would be able to learn it out from the upwards motion of the sayer of the goat because again by the goat it says the goat is the same as the bull, and by the goat it told me you sprinkle it, which is one motion upwards, so really. How do I know how many times you sprinkle upwards by the bull once? How do I know that? From the sayer. So that's all you need to say. Lama Nemar. So why did you say al at all? Why is it necessary? We know it's going to be the same as the goat. Lakushe l'fnei laal. Maybe that's coming to make a heckish of the fnei in front of ta'al. That maybe an al on top of simply understood means mamish. Al mamish. And mamish means on top of the curtains. Aflefnay almamish maybe it means you take a do sprinkle it on top of the yard. Omar says no can't be hi my that that's that's no sort of response you know why Eon rabishmal lamata de saur lacush you're going to say lamata of the saier is what's supposed to be mate use as a hekish the malo de parmi boile um and from the malo of the par it's coming to teach us la khatun of the bader ibn yakub khatun of the bader ibn yakub the nishiva al bader ibn yakub aflefnay ka pereske man you sprinkle the blood al hakapires kedma on, ta, on, t- on the face of the kapires towards the east zebona av. This is a binyan av. What's the joshua? Call makam shenamar Pnei. Whenever you find the word Pnei on the face of, you know what it means? Enayelakodem. It means in front of. It does not mean on top of. Pney means in front of. la But if you're going to say the maila of the par is what's coming to make a hakesh Lamata lamai also. So why does it say lamata of the sir? Why has it got to tell us anything about the downward motion? I'll know automatically. It's seven times from the uh, from the bull, which the Gemara is about to articulate in a moment. Therefore, lamata desar lamai also. What would be the point of mentioning at all? Lamata would completely be be extra. Therefore, says the Gemara. Just to wrap this up, that it makes more sense to make the first hekish and teach us. La, uh, the, the word lefne ta'al, which means it's not on top of, it is only in front of. Period. That is the back and forth concerning these two psukim. That is what we'll call the complicated part of this daf. Um, but ultimately, what we're coming out with, just the the takeaway, is proving it's proving that both sprinklings of the dam hapar and the sprinklings of the damahsoyer whether you were sprinkling in an upward motion, whether you were sprinkling in a downward motion, was not supposed to hit the capyrus itself. It was supposed to land on the floor. Okay. Now, let's pause for a moment. Remind ourselves what we saw in the pasuk. In the first pasach, concerning the bull blood, we learned he sprinkles upwards. We don't know how many times. And he sprinkles downward seven times. Okay. We also learned by the goat, he sprinkled it. He sprinkled it once upwards. And then it says, "and the spri- it's the same as the bull. But it doesn't say how many times you do downwards. So, okay, reminder. Interesting. By the bull, it tells us how many times you sprinkle down, not up. By the goat, it tells us how many times you sprinkle up and not down. What this Gemara is going to prove is that the two go hand in hand, and ultimately both the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat was sprinkled once upwards and seven times downwards. All right, that's what we're about to show, and uh, and uh, let's read this inside. Here we go. Tanrav on the Rabbis, so should we? By the blood of the sair, the blood of the goat, so he sprinkles it. Um n- right, not on, but in front of the covering of the achas. this lets us know uh, you sprinkle once okay see, well, seems you do it once, so from the goat, what do we see from the pasuk? upwards motion one time, one sprinkle the downwards of the goat, the tire doesn 't tell us explicitly saharini so done we'll make we 'll use our logic and we 'll say it like this. It says blood by the bull. It talks about blood of the goat. Just like by the bull, we'll say it was seven times downwards. The, bull, the goat also was seven times downwards. Meaning, since it doesn't tell us about the goat, so the same way the bull was down seven times, we'll say the goat was also down seven times. Just logic. Says the Gemara. Maybe that logic is incorrect. Maybe view it differently. And say, Maybe the same way that the goat was sprinkled once upwards, and there's blood downwards, maybe, maybe upwards of the goat was one, so downwards of the goat is one. Meaning, we're unsure as to how many times you sprinkle downwards. Do you say seven, because a bull downwards is seven, or do you say one, because when you sprinkled the goat upwards, it was one, so maybe the downwards also one. Do you jump to the bull, or do you stick with the to tell me how many times you sprinkled downwards? So the Gemara says, okay, I hear both sides, so let's figure this out. Nira lemi What's it more similar to? The downward sprinkling of the goat, is it more connected to the downward sprinkling of the bull, or the upward sprinkling of the goat? Either you could say, learn the downwards from the downwards, and you do it seven times, or maybe it says, stick within goat. Yeah, stick within the uh, the laws of the goat. The Gemara is just articulating the question. Okay. So, answers the Gemara. You know what the Halacha is? It says in the Pasuk, You do its blood of the goat, the same way you did the blood of the bull. also. Why did you need to say, it already articulated how, many, how much blood you speaking. Why did you got to say the same way? Same way you did the bull, you did the goat. Also, period. Yeah? You see from here that you learn out from the bull. How many times do it? Downwards by the bull, seven. So two, downwards of the goat is seven. Okay? Clear? So, again, what we've just clarified is the goat had one sprinkle upward motion because of the pasuk, one sprinkling, and seven downward motions. Why? Because the bull was seven downward motions. Okay, so the goat we're done with. We know how many sprinklings of the goat blood. What about the bull blood? The bull blood, the Torah told us, is seven down. What about upwards? So we're going to have the same exact Gemara in the reverse. Okay, the Gemara is going to say, "Oh, do you say the same way the bull is seven down it's seven up, or do you say that the same way that compare it to the to the goat?" All right, we're going to do the same exact thing. Let's let's read this inside. The we learned that downwards by both the bull and the goat was seven times. The mother party they uncover. The text does not explicitly tell me how many times upwards by the bull. They are in done. So I'll use my logic and I'll say it like this. Nembudum la mala bisara of b'par. la mala bapar. Mala mala bisara akas Yeah, same way as upwards uh, one, so too its upwards one. I will there Review it differently. Nembudum la mata bapar of Nembudum la mala bapar. Mala mata par shaba aflo So near le mi let's figure out what's it more similar to do we say do we say you darshan above from above in the same way the upwards motion of the goat is one the upwards motion of the bull should also be one or do we say other or the opposite stick with him bull in the same way the downwards was seven for the bull it should be seven upwards as well we don't know so therefore what's the halacha you have to look inside the psukim tamar laymar. It says in the Torah of osa, He should do with the blood of the goat the same way he did the blood of the bull. And once we know the goat was one up and seven down, so to the bull, you didn't need to say KaSher Also, the same way. Why do you say it? To teach us all sprinklings between the goat and the bull are uh, uh, go hand in hand. Just like by the bull, you have seven times down. You have seven times down by the goat, and the same way upwards of the goat is once. So too, upwards of the bull is going to be once. Period. End of that gemara. Okay, let's give give a quick uh, a quick recap. The gemara wanted to know how many times you did the sprinkling of the bull and the goat. Ultimately, the gemara answered: both bull and goat are one time upwards and seven times downward. Why? Because the pasuk by the goat says that you do the goat, kasher osa ladam apar, the same way he did the blood of the bull, memela, what happens by one happens by the other. Period. End of that sugya. Okay. Two dots. Here we go. We're about uh, 12, 13 lines down From the bottom of Nunhei Omod Aleph. Very interesting gemara here. Okay, very interesting, Gemara. I want to introduce this Gemara quickly uh, to give us a little bit of a head start as follows. We're, we're aware in the in United States, okay, when we say numbers, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, right? What, what happens when you get to 20? What do we say? We say 21, 22, 23. In other societies, They'll say 2 and 20, 3 and 20, 4 and 20. You get the difference? Do you say the consistent number first and add the new number second? That's what we do here. The 20s come first, and then all the number we're adding goes second. That's how it works in our society. 20, 1, 20, 2, 20, three, right? In other societies, it goes 1, 20, 2, 20, like that, okay? With that introduction, let's start this Gemara. Fascinating Gemara. We know this from Yom Kippur Tevila, right? What, what did Kayin do? He went in and sprinkled. He sprinkled his first sprinkling. He says, Achas. And sprinkled upwards. And then he started sprinkling downwards. And he says, Achas Achas Ahas right? What's this achas that he keeps saying? What's the deal with this achas? Why does he keep mentioning his first upward sprinkling? That's really what's happening, right? As he sprinkles downward, he continues mentioning that he sprinkled one upwards. Ahas. And it's like, okay, now it's achas, achas vishtai. he's mentioning that one upwards every time he sprinkles downwards. Let's read this inside. This is fascinating. Turn around the rabbis, learn so shall we. Ahas. He sprinkles upwards and he says one. Then he says Ahas Vahas, one and one. That's the first time he sprinkled downwards. He says one up, one down. Then he says Ahas Veshtayim, one up, two down. Ahas Veshole Shachaz Vahab, Ahas Ahas Vesheh, Ahas Okay? One up, seven down. There's a opinion of Rabbi Meir. Reb Yudam, Reb Yud says, no. He says, Achas. He agrees that you say Achas when you sprinkle up. And then you say, Achas v'Achas, when you sprinkle down. Then you say, Shtayim achas. Sholeish v'Achas. Arv v'Achas. Chomish v'Achas. Shesher v'Achas. For light flicky the Gemara says, by the way, they're not arguing. Listen to this, the way we introduce this Gemara. Mar ki you Mar ki asri. It just depends on your society and where you're from, what city you're from, right? In some places... They put the new number that you're moving up with first, and the other places they put the consistent number first. Okay? Now, the Gemara says, but bottom line, whether you hold like Meir or Rabbi Yehuda, hazari what we find interesting is that every time you sprinkle downwards, you keep mentioning your upwards motion, right? Ahas, that was my upwards. And then I'm mentioning it every time I sprinkle downwards. My timer, what's the reason for this? Why do I keep mentioning the upwards motion? So we're going to find the machloikas. Very, uh, very straightforward and logical machloikas over here. You don't make mistakes. You know, sometimes you count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And you forget while you're counting what number you're up to. Therefore, if you add in the word Achas, Rabbi Lazar is just being practical. If you have to add the word Achas, it gives you like an extra couple seconds for the Kayin to make sure that he's up to the right number. Uh, What I just say, Achas, Achas, Vishtayim, right? Achas, what am I saying? It's just practical. It gives you a little more time to make sure you're up to the right number. That's Rabbi Lazar's But Rabbi Echin says, no, it's not a svara; It's not logic. Omra krov v'lefnei Kaparis yaza says the pasuk, you sprinkle it on the floor in front of the akaperes. Sheid yaza. He didn't need to say you should sprinkle. We already know we're dealing with sprinkling. Umat tamar yaza. So why did we say the word yaza? Limer alazari min to tell us that the first sprinkling needs to be listed with every other sprinkling. Pasuk in the Torah says the Gemara. I'll tell you a difference between the two. My Benayi, you want to know a very clear difference between Abelazar and Rabbi Echanan. Hey, listen. According to Rebbe Lazar, that it's logic. So, Ikabenai, Benayi, would lay one to. According to Rebbe Lazar, let's say I didn't say Achas, Via, Achas, Achas, and I, all I did was Achas, Shtayim, Shalosh, Arba, Chamesh. According to Abelazar, you're Yotze, there's no problem. If you counted correctly, you're fine. The whole reason for saying Achas was just to help. But if I didn't need the help, it's fine too. But according to Rabbi Echenon, that the Pusuk says, Vlefneak, Apirus, yazed," telling me, you need to make sure that your first sprinkling is listed with other ones. So according to him, if I, if I just sprinkle, Acha, you didn't fulfill your Rabbaidah, you're going to have to do it again. Because you didn't fulfill what it says in the Torah. Practical dafkamina between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yechanan. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Here we go. Two dots. Three lines for the bottom of the oven. Yotzav al kan hazov shebehecha. We learned in the Mishnah that when the gadol was switching over the bull blood to the goat blood, so we had a machlokes, whether the goat blood was put onto one golden stand and the bull blood was on a separate golden stand, okay? Or when the gadol was done with the bull blood, He came out, put it down, took the goat blood, and went in, right? And then came back. In other words, both bloods weren't really ever going to be together at once anyway. So could they be put down on two different stands? Or did he have to quickly swap and only one was allowed to be there at one time? Now, what would we think? Before we even see the Gemara, what would we think is the logical reason for this Machlechus? Let's say it's not dependent on any xeris acos, any circumventary. Why would they argue about how many stands you're allowed to have for the blood? So, we would say, if nobody wants to give me any takes. (laughs) uh Huh? They don't get mixed up. Very good. They don't get mixed up. If you only have one down at a time, they're not going to get mixed up. Because as soon as I pick one up, I put one down and I walk away. But if you put two down and you possibly have two down at the same time, you might forget, oh my goodness, we, we, which one's my goat blood, which one's my bull blood. Okay? So then the obvious question is, why not just mark it off? Mark it off. Write down on the pit. this is the bull blood, this is the goat, yeah? Well, I have a container, that, I have a container that's obvious, one from one. one from Good, or I have a container, beautiful. All right, so that's going to be the discussion of our Gemara right, here. Here we go. Says the Gemara, he goes out and puts the blood of the bull on top of the golden stand in the Heichal. Tan we learned in a Mishnah elsewhere, a separate Gemara. Listen to this, a separate Mishnah. We 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 know this Mishnah. Okay, we know this Mishnah from Shkalem. Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda says, Okay? we know there were thirteen. We learned in Shekhalim there were 13 different, we'll call them, pushkas for the treasury of the Beis HaMikdash in the Beis HaMikdash. Yuda says one of the pushkas was not allowed to be for the obligatory bird offerings. Now, a Yaledas, a woman who gives birth, a Mitzayra, they had to bring obligatory bird offerings, which consisted of, this is very important to keep this in mind, one bird was an Ola, one bird was a Chatas. Nobody actually brought birds. Rather, they brought money and they would put, give the money to the Kahanim. And the Kahanim, at some point during that day, would make sure that one was brought as a chattas, and one was brought as an Ayla. Now, there's another way you could bring birds, money for birds, and that is if I voluntarily do that, a dava. Okay? And if I bring a Nedava... Those birds are automatically going to be olas. You could bring an ola as an adab. Okay? So, Rabbi Yehuda says that you we purposely did not have a pushka for those who would bring money for their obligatory birds, the chattas and ola. Why? Because we're concerned that that money might get mixed up. Ask the Gemara, mixed up with what? Well, what's the problem? What do you mean that there was no pushka there for the obligatory birds, bird pairs, because of taruvus? Yeah, what are you concerned about? So answers the Gemara. Omar Rabbi says Rabbi taruvus says, We're nervous that the obligatory money is going to get mixed up with the um, with the voluntary money. Okay? And we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Okay, that is, that's uh, Rabbi Yosef's response. Now, let's hold off on questions. The Gemara is going to tear this apart. Amr abaye Abaye says to his Rabbi Rabbi Yosef, This starts bringing around this halacha to our Gemara. Ask Abaye to his Rebbe Rabbi Yosef, I don't understand why can't you just have a donation box for the obligatory birds and write on it, hello, this one is Chayva, this one is Nadava. No one's going to get mixed up if you write it on the box. His Rebbe responds, Rebbe Yehuda, less like Siva. Rebbe Yehuda holds that Jews don't read signs. (laughs) It ain't going to help. You can put all the directions you want, and you write, this is the <laughs> this is the doha. Don't matter. Writing's not going to do it. And, and I'll prove to you that Rebuhuda Yehuda says making a label on it or writing something on it is not going to work. The Tanakh is going to the Mishnah of Yehuda, and Reb Yehuda says, our Mishnah, there was only one stand, one golden stand. tray. my time, of Mishon, Why can't I have two stands? We're going to assume the reason why I can't have two stands because people might switch it up. Why don't you say, just like, like Reb Yosef said, navid, shrei, velayu, haid, par, haid, Right. Bull. Goat. <laughs> it is right. What's the problem? Teretz is, Reb Yosef says, Jews don't read signs. And therefore, I'm still concerned. Even if you write, even if you write uh, par on one and sire on the other, it does not work. Okay? So that is, that is Rabbi Yosef's response. Again, Rabbi Yehuda says one. Why? It says Rabbi Yosef, because his concerns are going to get mixed up. Okay. So therefore, when you put one down, you pick the other one up, there's no confusion. Here we go. Says the Gemara, is it really true that Rabbi Yehuda holds marking things off is not considered a help and we don't rely on it? Is that really true? Listen to this. We learned this in Shkolim. Listen to this. Maseve asked a challenging question. There was thirteen pushkas in the base on Mikdash and it was written on them. Right, this was the new for the new Chatsi Shako, for the Karbonas. The Tiklan Atikin, the old Shkolim for those who didn't donate the previous years it was used for the Betikabayas, Kenan, the bird pairs, guys like Eila, the young birds, Eitzim Wood, Levainov, Izov, La Vizov, Lag Lak Firis, and and then there was a six additional six boxes that says Nedava, voluntary uh, offerings. Tiklan Khadatin, what are the new shkolem, elush kalum shakosh and vashana? The regular half shekels that we had to give every year, half shkolem. Tiklan, a tikan Mija Shakalashakadjoshanabo, Burs who didn't give the previous chati shekel, So the next year he would make up. It was like he's in debt to the base of and that you money was used for the Badekabias. Who's the one who explains all this? It's Rabbi Yehuda. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, you see you're marking off these 13 boxes in the base HaMikdash with different markers. We see Rabbi Huda holds. You can. You may use markers in the base HaMikdash. And therefore, what the Gemara just did, and we're sticking with this, is this proved Rabbi Yisif. Rabbi Yehuda said there was one stand for the blood. Rabbi Yisuf says the reason for the one stand is people shouldn't get confused. We asked, I make two stands and make a label. Rabbi Yisuf says, Rabbi Yehuda doesn't agree with labels. Says the Gemara, yes, he does. And it just proved it to us, Rabbi Yehuda does agree with labels. And since that is so, we're back to our question. If Rabbi Yehuda agrees you can make labels, why doesn't he allow us to have two stands, put one, one stand for the goat blood, one stand for the bull blood, and do what Rabbi El said, which is... Mark it off. We don't have an answer yet. We need an explanation for Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? Answers the Gemara. Ki osa Rav Dimi, Yomar Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael. He said, Amri b'marava gzire mishum chata This is fascinating. Okay, listen to this halacha. The halacha is that a carbon chatas may only be brought on behalf of its owner. A karbon chatas, whose owner dies, it could even mean money that's set aside. If the owner dies, that money needs to be thrown away into the Yom HaMelech, the animal has to be left to die, so on and so forth. Now, remember the voluntary bird offerings were all olas. The obligatory bird offerings was half olas, half chatas. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda is concerned that the chova box might get mixed up with the, the birds. You know, with all the bird money might get mixed up, and you're going to end up with one guy who possibly had brought, set us, put in money for a bird chatos and kicks the bucket. And if he kicks the bucket. All the money in that box, we need to get rid of now. Yeah, it is. All the money to get rid of because we're not sure which one is the chathos. Why I, Why don't you say it's bottle? Because it's choshev. It's not bottle. It's choshev. The money is choshev. You can't say it's bottle. Since we don't know and somebody might die, so we keep it a separate. Says Gemara. one second. If you nervous, somebody's going to die. It's not true. When <laughs> we're concerned that somebody brings a grab a is going to die. But time we're in to the Mishnah, a person who says <laughs> the khatas to the from St. Louis. So you're allowed to be it. A guy said that you can assume that, you know, within a few weeks later, the animal shows up. He's still alive. You don't have to assume that he's dead. So you see, we're not concerned about owners of carbon chattas dying. The so says, you're right. What happened is we're concerned where somebody might have put in money and then we heard he died. It's not like a suffix. Somebody put money in for one of these birds to, to be a chattas. And then we hear he dies. And we don't know which money is his. So we know there's money in there. We know one of the owners died. We don't know which money. All the kabbonis are going to be out the window. Says the Gemara of Nivra Aba Zuzei Venishdei Demaya. Why don't we go ahead and say, you know what? At some point, like just take four, assume it's his, set aside four, be like, okay, this, you know, this money is his khatas, so the guy who died, and put it aside, and the rest of the money is fine now. Bhanach and use the rest. Answers the Gemara, and we'll hold it here for today. This starts the new sugya, Rabbi Yehuda, Leslie, Breira. Rabbi Yehuda does not hold up Breira. Remember, the whole discussion of Yes, Breira, and Aim, Breira is, can you say Breira retroactively? Can you say when something is together that it's really separate? Okay, for example, just, just a reminder, a little bit of an introduction for tomorrow. If you have an obligation to tithe your wine... I have to take meiser from my wine. Truma, Miser. I've got a big barrel. Ten gallons. One gallon is mycer. Here's the question. Can I drink the wine as long as I leave over one gallon? Can I do that? Or do we say, no, you... If you don't separate wine immediately, that first gallon, so every little bit of wine you're drinking, there's some miser in there. Understand? If you hold yesh Braira, there is separation. What we're saying is you can separate something in your mind retroactively. Yesh Breira means I can drink nine gallons of wine as long as in my mind I know that whatever's left over as the tenth one, retroactively I wanted that to be my miser. Or do we say, no, Ain Brera? You can't, you can't make that up. You, in order to be allowed to drink the wine in the first place, you need to actually separate it. Let's apply that to our case. The money is all together in this box, let's say. One owner dies. If you say, yesh, breira, you can split it up. So that, it's very easy. Take the money, that takes whatever amount of money is needed, the four zo's that's needed for the Khatas separate it, and say that was for him and the rest we could use. True. But if you hold aim, Brera, you can't just go ahead and set something aside and say, oh, retroactively, we wanted this to be his money. No. You can't do that. Tomorrow's discussion, Be'ezer is going to be what is actually Rebuhuda's opinion concerning uh, concerning this lambdashah idea of Yeshber and Aimbrera. We'll hold it here for this evening. We'll see everybody tomorrow morning at 9.30. A wonderful evening.